Welcome to iHeartGeek. And welcome to another Loki-centric episode of iHeartGeek. Yay! Uh, episode three. Um, contrary to popular belief, there is a lot in this episode. Um, I've been hearing some things and people are like, oh, it's a filler episode. Why are they doing a filler episode with only six uh, episodes? I, I think there's a ton to this. Oh, yeah. This is why I don't yeah. listen to most shows on YouTube. Where are people getting filler episode off of this? I was <laughs> like... This, this, I was, I, me watching this, I was like, finally, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in the whole thing. I was like, really? yes, that's yes. awesome. I freaking I... loved this episode. Let's, let's do our intros. My rear. Exactly. <laughs> let's, let's, let's do our quick intros. I'm Dub. I do stuff. I'm here with Michelle. I'm here with Blize. I'm here with Satomi. Oh my gosh. Courtney is taking the week off because when dogs, dog stuff. <laughs> Okay, I'll let that slide. <laughs> I won't, so, but I'm a cat person. So what what was your guys's let's we'll do our kind of thing. What was your initial thoughts on this episode before we begin? Um yeah. I so, well, I, I already but, started so, talking, so I'm just gonna keep go talking. You no to me, I don't say anything. <laughs> Never. You guys, you guys, you guys. I oh my gosh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I I totally love this episode. It was so <laughs> much fun. And there were margaritas. Hello. Can we I, just make a rule that she has to talk like that? For do I have to talk like this? Episode. Because oh, I did she'll grow do up it. in California. She'll um, totally do it so all day long. I will do it the whole time. But I will, the, the, I'm sure it will make people mad. So I will stop and it'll only bring it out when necessary. Um, when margaritas are when margaritas are are imbibed um i cruel cruel uh language yeah yes yes oh it's gonna be like it's gonna be like star trek the experience we're gonna have uh what is it lumantis Lumantis. Uh, luminous luminous uh, one yeah luminous one see i turned it into like lamentus lamentus because because it's lament yeah okay so so lamentus one it'll be like star trek the experience it'll be lamentus one the experience and they'll have, you know, the, the drinks that explode. Um, so fun. So fun. Don't get so on the arc. <laughs> yes. Okay. Michelle, what did you think of this one? Oh, is, I thought she was still going. You want me um, to keep going? I will keep she going. She will. <laughs> we give her a time limit for a reason. <laughs> Play me off like at the Oscars. I mean, I know we're going to get into all the little details, but uh, absolutely love this episode. And for anyone who's been, well, hopefully you're all watching, um, for for the people who've heard on the first episode when I was just kind of on the fence because I had just met this Loki, Dub was already in love with him and I was still just like, I want to date him for a little bit. I'm full on. I've decided. Are you going steady? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've decided that. I heart him completely. And it was this, it was this episode. And I think, I think, uh, well, no, we'll get into it. It was this episode. <laughs> Why school me, man? Um, I hated it. It was. Really <laughs> <laughs> I want to punch you so much right now. <laughs> Just right. No, face. it was. Uh, <laughs> it was great. man. it was, um, it was a lot of character building, uh, which I enjoyed a lot. Um, I think there's still a bit of mystery uh, surrounding Sylvie. Um, that it's kind of up in the air whether uh, I wouldn't put it past Marvel to completely make her a Loki, and we all all speculation about her being an enchantress is wrong. She just has the power to enchant. Um, but yeah, all around a, a good episode. Um, and really solid cliffhanger episode too. I really want next week's episode to come out so we can see um, how they get out of what they're into. I am so mad that I agree with you again, Blyze. We'll pack it in <laughs> later, but oh, I, it's always a bad sign when I agree with Blyze because that means I'm probably wrong. Uh, it's very <laughs> short-lived though. It's very short-lived. Oh, we're good. You guys will okay. disagree in about five seconds. That's kind of the fun of it. Now, be- <laughs> before we start, oh, spoilers. If you have not watched Loki episode three, please do not listen to this episode. You A, you will not enjoy it, and B, it will ruin everything for you. 
there are <laughs> surprises in this that just boo please please go watch it and then we'll, we'll wait for you just hit pause and then go watch your loki now do, have you guys i gotta say this real quick have you seen the new hyundai commercials no no oh, you're with their little robot right no it's got that looks um, like the I, no it's got the uh wanda and it's got uh falcon and it has loki in it so i just kind of oh, no. made my day a little excuse bit excuse me okay yep. look up the <laughs> hyundai commercial it's like uh, um i i love that these shows are actually becoming a cultural phenomenon enough that everybody knows who they are enough that the advertisers are using them except i, I kind of cool. hate that the advertisers are using them well, it's Disney owns them, so you think they're not going to get their three billion dollars back oh, or whatever? I'm sure they will, and I'm sure all about the money. Them a lot of money to well, do that. So tell me, you have to appreciate a good sellout. Yeah, I do, I do, and I mean, let's be honest. Given the opportunity, I'll take the money. Every one of us would. Sorry. Yeah, every one of us would sell out in two seconds. iHeartRadio, <laughs> yes, the show is for sale. I will let you have it. <laughs> I have a mortgage, so <laughs> say it. Um, so this episode is called Lamentus, which is um, lamentation, which means you know hey, this is going there. We're going to be upset about some stuff because there was a lot of talky talky in this, but it worked. Um, again, I don't feel like this was a filler episode whatsoever. I thought this was, um, yeah. So let, let's get to my my first complaint um, since I just decided to talk about how much I loved it. It starts with the music, and I love this song, but it did not feel like a Marvel. You mean the, intro. the credit, the, the credit cr music? Yeah, though. I, you know what's so funny? I completely and, disagree with you. I mean, no, no, I, we're talking I, about the song. We're not talking about the Loki music with the theremin. Okay, so what are we talking about? We're talking about no. the, the actual pop song they had at the beginning. The which, Mar yeah. the Marvel opening. The yeah, it, it's got I... like. I would disagree only because Marvel has been doing this for a while now. They did it in front of, um, it was either, I think it was Endgame. Uh, they did it in front of Infinity War. They're putting, I think I do complain just, about that a lot. Yeah. They're not just putting the, the orchestrated song in front of it. They're putting actual songs that fit yeah. the narrative of the story they're about to tell, which in this case, is like verse for verse. If you listen to that song, it's like verse for verse explaining to you what's going to happen in this episode. Yeah. And I go ahead. I am going to I am just going to go on record and say that was the sexiest Marvel opening I've ever seen. <laughs> so I fully disagree with you. Fair enough. It I say I like I fit. Like I like the song enough that I actually put it on my Spotify. I it was a cool song. It just felt I say for and I think I've complained about this on uh, Winter Soldier did one episode like this. And it just feels weird to me. It's just, that's just a me thing. I'll get over it. Um, now let's talk about the other music that I know Satomi was hitting on. I want everyone to kind of go back and listen to the orchestration when it had the Loki show up and all that. It was Doctor Who meets the orchestration they've been doing anyway. It had the theremin. It, and going back to what we were talking about with it has the same rules as Doctor Who for time travel or similar. I thought that was a really, we're on the right track on that. That was definitely inspired by. I thought it was cool. Let's see. That okay. Music, that music is brilliant. I would have loved to have, to have heard more or have it more featured. But um, yeah. yeah. I, it, again, it's like it started and I was like, God, that really, it just sounds so great. Yeah, that was cool. I loved that. I, again, I like the orchestration to start, even if it's just the Marvel thing that they always do with all the Marvel stuff popping up. Oh, okay. Just a personal choice. But no, I love that Loki intro on that. Now, I'm curious. I've got a question for Blyze. What, what lyrics stuck <laughs> out in particular that, that uh, spelled out what was going to happen in the episode? Um, I'd have to, to listen again, but one, there's a whole verse in there about like getting on a train and riding the train until the next stop. And um, I think there's even a verse in there about enchantment and like, it's it's weird um, how like, there's so many lines in that song that align with the, the like, like scenes from this show. But yeah, it talks about the train. It talks about enchantment. I believe it talks about going to a different world. Um, 
it's it's very i'll um i'll send you some guys some stuff nice. and i'll actually put something in the comments for our listeners yay, uh, yay. So you and then we'll copy and paste it everywhere because we're everywhere <laughs> we're on twitter we're on uh youtube we're on facebook check us out on these subscribe like we're on your okay. mama what whoa whoa <laughs> whoa Wow, only if you're a Norse god, because that's okay in that world. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk uh, scene one, which I just called mind control. Uh, we talked about the music. Um, I think that this, the whole rules to this and everything, it feels like it's similar to Inception, and it's similar to the Rick and Morty episode, episode with the parasite, uh, the parasites that would just give you happy memories. I feel like those are both definite inspirations to these, to this particular scene. And then I think that my, my biggest takeaway from this beginning was the fact that she remembers everything um, that she gave that all up after she left. Cause, cause you go back to when she gave everything up and she's talking at the, at the last episode, which said, Oh, I gave everything up that she remembered that. So it wasn't just like a dream. It was like, this happened i thought that was kind of tweaky do you mean that she that she that she that she gave up the information about yes. about the tva okay mm -hmm. for a second i thought you were referencing something that happens at the end so no we're, we're waiting on that Got uh, blies what what did i miss out of this scene and then we'll go on to, with everybody just the scene where she's um extracting the information from her yeah it's it's, it's this it's yeah. the whole so throwback scene I mean, you uh, you miss much. It's just um, you can see that it takes Sylvie a little bit of time. Just and she will get into this a little bit later when we get into more explanation. But the stronger the mind, the harder she has to work um, to extract information or to gain control. And we see that in the scene because she's talking for a little bit, and then um, the TVA agent realizes she's in some sort of simulation and is like what's going on here and then she resets it to another happy memory and then she starts talking again so we really get to see sylvie what loki's been trying to figure out how she does it we really get to see that work and play out cool um i think the brain freeze thing was interesting but now i get to be that but actually um that's not true any of that with the freezing <laughs> that's that has to do with your uh, blood flow but i'm just being a butt on that uh <laughs> i think though <laughs> since since she is obviously one of the people with the strong mind that maybe that contributed to the fact that she was able to recall all this like you're recalling a dream but understanding that she actually did it well i mean going forward she does say that she did have a strong mind because she had, she had to go back a hundred years i don't want to get too far into that because that's the big reveal but yeah, that's that's just what I'm saying is that maybe just because of that, that contributed to her ability to be like to recall that after yeah. after after. That that could be. So tell me, did yeah. you catch anything on this scene or questions or anything? Well, I I I'm I'm a little sad because I can't I can't find the actress's name who plays that that agent. I've seen she seems her. so familiar. I know I've yes. seen her in other stuff before, and I'm like, where have I seen her? She looks like and that she, Gabby girl. Um ah uh, sure. um like, yeah that girl i mean she, whatever she's she's wonderful she every i i it's one of those things where you see that actress and you're every time it's like oh i love her i love her so i'm gonna make it i'm gonna make a point to find out what her name is because i'm embarrassed that i don't know it um what kind I, of actress are you oh my god i, I, I don't know dude i, I don't that's that's not me you're about to I'm like, choke me i'm I like know. i'm just into i'm just there to play in the sandbox you know what i'm saying um but uh Get what you're throwing down. Uh, yeah, thank you. Um, it it to me, I I can see what you're saying as far as it's, it's to me. It had little hints of the um, Capaldi Christmas episode with the face spiders, um, but uh, you know, definitely it's had its own take on it. And I I liked the manipulation, and I actually really liked that I did not recognize um, either one of them when it started. Wow! Like I, I didn't. My brain did not immediately go, "Oh, TVA agent and and you know, Lady Loki." Um, I was just kind of like, "Huh?" And then as they were talking, I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, okay, okay, got it." Um, 
so I, 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 it just, it was, it was a lot of fun because then everything was a bit of a reveal to me and it was yeah. a bit of a surprise. And I thought they handled that really, really well. Cause it also, it showed you how her power works. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like, yeah. like last week, I mean, you saw that she was doing the mind thing, mm -hmm. but that was such a fantastic visual cue. I'm like, it, it, it made it a hundred times better than last week. Cause because it was that wasn't what was going on in my mind. I, in my mind, she was just raiding her brain, right? You know? the first but time that was just so cool. I love that. Yeah, I think it shows how manipulative it yeah. is. You know, oh. like oh, yeah. sure. it's like it, that's it's like intrusive. a serious invasion. Yeah, yeah, of your of your memories and thoughts and everything. It's it's very very invasive. Okay, you ready for scene two? Okay, scene two. Uh, let's see. I call this one into the TVA. Um, those stun sticks. I gotta say, I didn't think I didn't find them that impressive before, but after this fighting scene, they're cruel. They are screaming the entire time they're dying. That is a long time to just feel an intense burning of your entire body. And I was like, it it reminded me of that. There was a Star Trek. Um, episode where guys guy collects a, a phaser and it takes twice as long and so they outlawed it that's what these felt like to me i'm like this seems cruel you know I mean, if it's just instant death that's one thing but that was just like ah tv well also i mean as a as a variant okay. it kind of makes me wonder if it's sort of you know kind of kind of like an angel when when fred gets um taken over by illyria where it's sort of like i does it like burn your soul kind of thing because there's nothing of that variant left that, you know what the, i mean wow it's that's really good on that timeline yeah so because I mean, it it's like wiping you erasing, on all levels erasing yeah. you yeah. yeah so yeah take you yeah, out of the timeline you apart at yeah. the molecular level yeah just, at the at the philosophical level and I know that sounds really, I know I sound like hoity-toity right now, but <laughs> but I, when, when you get destroyed with one of that, it takes you out of the timeline that you don't exist and never did. Right. Mm -hmm. That doesn't, like, wow, I'm kind of creeping myself out right now. Okay, let's see, what else did I get on this one? Um, well, it, I think, it ups the danger of the TVA. Oh, yeah. Which is nice. Sure. Which is well, nice, because yeah. then the you know, stakes just went up. We were just looking at them as a bureaucracy, but these guys are kind of, you know, because, well, I figure if King's running the thing, Lies. Which <laughs> it, I, I never said he. I never said that Kang wasn't going to be part of it. I just said we're going to see him in it. We have seen um, him, <laughs> but get out of here! Just like you saw Mephisto in every freaking corner. Of oh, Speaking of Mephisto, no. I'm just we kidding. have a no Mephisto rule. <laughs> um. So that being said. It's not just variants that are suffering. Anytime they go into a different timeline and scrub that timeline, like when we saw Loki just talking to those people, like that's just innocent people that have to go through that whole thing, mm -hmm. which I never thought about until right now. That's insane. Just yeah, that's, billions that's, of people, trillions of people. Like I, like I said in the first place, uh, the TBA is not the good guys. Well, usually when they when they when they go in and do the reset, isn't it like a fifteen? It's either fifteen foot or a thirty foot diameter. They actually quant. They, they gave us a time. I don't point. remember what it was. Yeah, though. and it wasn't the the circle wasn't that large. But but anybody who's caught, I thought about that actually when they first talked about it because that means that anybody who's caught in that circle, it's like bye bye. Yeah. And do they do they just simply never exist, or does somebody like looking for their kid that got caught in the circle? For hmm. forever now in that timeline, seems That's like they weird. would just be gone. There's a lot because, hmm. yeah, this is a deep, deep rabbit it. hole. Yes. This is, let's jump out of this rabbit hole because we're not going to leave this rabbit <laughs> no. hole if we don't. No. And no. I'm sorry, there's I'm starting to get sad. There's like flamingo <laughs> from the other end of this. So. Sad. Let's just keep going. Okay, so let's see what else. I think Loki's choice of a dagger says a lot about him as a character. Yes. Um, the up close has to has to literally be in your face to kill you type thing. I think that's a it that says a lot about Loki because he wants to enjoy the kill and he wants to see you. And well, it's it's not only that I'm, I'm, I, have, I have so much to say today. Oh, my God. Um, but it's that whole like, you know, it's that whole like D&D. &D, the thief is always the one who kind of sidles up and smiles. And mm -hmm. with that smile, you always think of the glint of a dagger. It's never yeah. like. 
it's you know it's the force of the sword but it's the glint of a dagger something that you can conceal yeah i think that's that sort of plays to his and the, and the love thing but we'll get to that later with that dagger thing uh, such well, like, oh my god you know, what a great scene <laughs> the I'm dagger sorry. thing too and and working kind of into that that's a very intimate way if you're going to kill somebody sneaking up or whatever i mean because you are close that's a very intimate way of of taking someone out it's not just like oh i shot him or something like you're like so that that actually fits too with with not only loki but the later discussion yeah with the dagger and then finally um when ravina said to kill loki she was not bluffing she does not give a crap um he already broke the rules well lottie dodd (laughs) that's oh my gosh she's i i i'm starting to see the evil in this character and i don't like her i liked i did like her but do we have to have this talk again oh stop it stop (laughs) it my favorite character is miss minutes leave me alone (laughs) that's my strong (laughs) female character (laughs) yeah yeah, no, but do, I, you, do you think it's evil or do you think it's that she just she just gets done what she knows has to get done? Well, I because of my belief on where this is going, I believe she's evil because okay. she's definitely with a very evil person. That's and right. You couldn't be with a person that evil and have really any purity. So yes. if you're go <laughs> if you're going by the character, what I know. think is going to happen and what I know from comics, yes. That, that, that doesn't necessarily just, mean it's going to. Yeah, she's not just being the boss lady, you know, and get, yeah. getting the work done. I mean, she is, but, well, she's trying, but she's she's working under that veil of of evil yeah. intentions. Okay. Now, I don't, I don't know what happens with this character, but it could also be somebody who thinks that they are working for the greater good. Maybe. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not going to tell you, Satomi, because you've asked me not to ever spoil this kind of stuff. So yes, therefore, yeah. I will not tell you. But I'll okay. tell you at the end of the show. I, I like the surprise. I do like the surprises. I do like the oh, oh. But yeah, know. she gets mad at me when I give her a reading list before these. No, I'm not going to read this. I want to be surprised. Yes, <laughs> I'll read it afterwards. So am I missing anything on this 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 scene? Let's start with nope. lies. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think we got it pretty much covered. Um, yeah, with, um, I think that, I still think that she doesn't know. I think she believes the Time Masters are really doing what they think that they're doing. Um, but I think she doesn't, she doesn't really know. And I think Loki's about to uncover that, and that's why she wants him dead. That's, He's about yeah. to open a door to a room a gold door, of nothing, in fact. of nothingness. There's just nothing going to be behind that door. I don't know. I'm not because of the, and I can say this because of the, um, the the teaser trailer that they put out before it. I think behind the green, the gold doors is that MC Escher world that we saw, that we see Loki running through for like half a second in that trailer. I think it's that that's the world we're going into next where physics don't really apply. Everything's going to be topsy turvy. Yeah. Loki's going to the Department of Mysteries. Yes. <laughs> awesome. He's awesome. going to take a number this time. <laughs> okay, any, anybody, anything else that I missed from any of you guys? Okay. Let's go on to scene three, Lamentus One. Um, I'll go through my stuff real quick. Yay, Miss Minutes. Yay sad we don't get to hear her talk i'm sad um i, I totally really, missed her i didn't yeah, even I see say where i had to she, go back she is in the um in the in the call it you know i, I want to say transporter but that's not what they called it yeah okay and oh, it's got the little thing there. i'm out of power Aww. like oh i don't want to see more of her. maybe that was the end of her she's dead you can Aww. stop right now you can shut your dirty mouth <laughs> i will was, shave your beard and feed it, and it to that's just ugly man <laughs> that's not nice um i love loki's fighting style in this and more on loki's fighting style later so i don't want to hit to that really um see would you trust a truce from either of these two Hell no. Neither of them should trust each other because they're both Hell evil. Hell no. Of course you would, Bly. 
you'd want to you'd want to yeah you'd hope but you shouldn't (laughs) and um let's see all all the uh purple in this world is really visually stunning it's just like is prince gonna pop out and start singing purple rain soon (laughs) then i would totally excuse having a pop song in there yeah (laughs) it reminded me a lot of um formier in Endgame and Infinity War yeah. when they go to get the Soul Stone that had that kind of vibe to it. I'm sorry, for a second I was like, what does Lord of the Rings have to do? <laughs> uh, gotcha. okay. I'm back. I'm back. Nice. <laughs> I love you. That was excellent. Now, <laughs> Boromir wasn't purple. What are you saying? <laughs> yes, I'm so confused. <laughs> Let's see what else we got on here. Um, uh, um Girl Loki is officially Sylvie. Sylvie. Um, this means that, okay, the theory earlier could still be correct if you stretch it and figure it out about her not being a Loki at all. Um, with what she said, that's pretty proof positive that she is a Loki. She's just changing her identity. There's um, also some other stuff that happens. There, that- there is a theory, and I'm going to give this real quick because this was Courtney's um, she thinks that it is actually Loki's daughter, and that can kind of play. That makes a lot of sense. Um, I'm not 100% bought into it, but because Courtney gave me that, I wanted to throw that out there on because she's not here today. She tried real hard to kill him. <sighs> I mean, not that, not that, you know, yeah, patricide is not a is not an option, but you know. Well, and also that Loki wouldn't have been her father. That's a different that Loki. Yeah. It would be a different Loki from a different time style. Yeah. So maybe she yeah. doesn't. If it is her father, maybe she does. She knows it's not really her father and she doesn't have a connection with him. Um, that's what I thought initially when she first, when they first revealed her is that it was a daughter and that she was out for vengeance against her father. Um, yeah. So we'll see. I, I mean, that could still play for sure. It, it could. Um, I'm starting to really lean towards the, the she is a Loki. She just trying to get away from being Loki because there's so, either way. There's a lot of similarities if it's daughter or if it's him. Can someone yeah. explain to me then why, why would she choose? If I understand correctly, why would she choose Sylvie to be called Sylvie when, when Sylvie is enchantress, correct? Yes. Um, I, Two I separate characters? It could be and it could not be. Okay. Um, like Blyze always tells me when I get excited about my comic book theories, this is the MCU. It's not just about the comics. He gets mad at me all the time and yells at me about that. So they, they, could, they could be massaging the comic books. To Which they do that. They do that a lot. They do. Yeah. I think yeah. just because, yeah, as a non-comic book, you know, guru, it just, mm-hmm. it, it helps me to kind of get it straight. And then I start thinking, well, okay, you know, if they're two separate characters and I know this is different in the comic books, then why would she choose that here? I mean, are they just trying to mess with me or <laughs> like so I thought I understood. The, in the comic books, Sylvie is a girl who Loki gave powers to, and then she becomes the enchantress in this. They could definitely make it. So she is a Loki who doesn't want to be a Loki, finds her own identity, and then becomes the... And this could be the or, the MCU origin of the Enchantress. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. it definitely could be that they're using that same character um, type, uh, especially if they're wanting to slate her into the Young Avengers, um, which that's what these shows seem to be doing because every episode mm-hmm. we get a couple new Young exactly. Avengers. Um, oh, also, um, W like this, I believe... The first run of Young Avengers, um, they go to Lamentis, and their first fight is against Kang the Conqueror. Wow. So it also could be, I mean, p- things are pointing to Young Avengers, and I think that's where yeah. this character is going. It's just the path that they chose to take her down, possibly. Now, yeah, the, Young Avengers, I think that is set in stone. Um, oh, but- 100%, yeah. But I think that, so like like the Sylvie thing and all that, I think that we're still going to see a lot of massaging. We're still going to see a lot of just weaving. Um, 
very much the same how they're going to do the Spider-Man movie that's coming up with bringing all the Spider-Men together mm-hmm. or even and into I, the Spider-Verse. I say this with the utmost respect, but Sylvie doesn't seem that young. I'm not disagreeing. I don't know why. That, I, I was wondering on the same thing. Yeah, That's been kind of my thing too because also um, the kid who, or I mean he's not a kid, but the guy who t- is supposed to take up Falcon. He's established as being in the military, so he's at very least he's 18 years old. But he seemed to already have made a place in the military where he's helping Sam on missions and doing. He's not like he doesn't seem like a kid that's just out of boot camp. Right. So, like at least in his 20s. I think if they go Young Avengers, yeah, they're going to. It'll be somewhere within the range of like college early 20s yeah early 20s to yeah exactly friends Um, no early 20s to like mid mid to late 20s now another thing that like dc did um and this is the last of this rabbit hole will go down uh what dc did with their teen titans they had like the older robin and far and firestar were 10 years older than everybody else in the group and they were mentors they were still technically kids because they were younger Mm-hmm. but they were like more of the paternal um, characters. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that way you can have the other characters as well. So I think that could be how they're going to do all that as well. Mm-hmm. Don't know, but yeah. that's just my guess. Um, anything I'm missing on this scene before we get on to, um, they get shot. <laughs> <laughs> Spoiler. Okay. That's See? so funny. <laughs> well, they did. And it was hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. Scene three, they both it. get shot. Um, my my notes for this is I love this scene. That was my entire notes. Seeing Loki do everything a hundred percent right with the diplomacy and trying to just give this heartfelt moment to this woman, and boom, <laughs> never said a nice word like that his entire life. <laughs> I actually thought watching her get shot was funnier. She like, deserves it. Just- because yeah, she's, she you know, is. she's trying to be all, you know, awesome and kick the door in and all of a sudden it's just like, out of nowhere. Yeah, right on her butt. And it was amazing. <laughs> and it was just set for such a, you know, just when, with the Loki thing, it felt, it was so set up to just be such a heartfelt moment. It's like, <laughs> nope, not going to give you that. Oh, see, and I was getting, <laughs> I was getting, oh, that manipulative SOB. This is, because it was so over the top. And I, I mean, the reason I loved it was because it was Loki being, we got a lot more of Loki being Loki this episode that it tickled me because it's like, ah, here he is. is. He's the trickster. (laughs) (laughs) Um. (laughs) Anything else Um, we want to talk to you about that? There's actually two things I want to call out about this scene. One, um, I don't know if, it hit any of you guys but when they show the lady with the, the gun um immediately i thought of um the gun that rocket holds in guardians of the galaxy which made me think are these people zandarians oh. like that like us garden zandarian colony that was put on this world and now this world is being decimated just like how thanos decimated their planet can we save that um, wow let's save that because there that okay, comes that. to something put a pin in that we are talking about that today <laughs> But I don't want to show far far um, the uh, the picture the picture that Loki looks at to see her husband. Um, that's isn't that not the I can't remember that American Gothic art, the art piece. Yes, yes, it was oh, American. Like how Gothic. they were standing it was American with the yeah. pitchfork. Did he have a pitchfork? <laughs> yes, I missed. <laughs> Loki too. didn't, but it was in the picture. Yeah. It may not have been a pitchfork. It may have been some sort of like that looked like a pitchfork. It was like, oh, yeah, it looked like a shovel yeah, or rake something, or something. Yeah, yeah, I totally missed that. That's funny. I thought that was a nice touch. And no, yeah, Blize, you are one hundred percent correct. But I do want to hit that when we get into the city because that's. Um, he just told me I was one hundred percent correct. We've got this recorded. It's recording. I'm yes. just going to loop that. This gonna one thing. Yeah. Put it on a you, button. The sad part, that's going to be Blyze's ringtone just because he needs a little pick-me-up during the day. I was just thinking Aww. of that. Like, anytime <laughs> Dub calls. <laughs> You're, right. You're 100% correct. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so scene five. They're on the train. Um, 
I love that they both have the same proclivities to how they sit, where they sit, um, and for different reasons. Because mm-hmm. they're just stubborn buttholes. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, yeah, but this is when you start to love the, these characters. And I don't want to say, because there's no romantic, but you start to love these as a couple as this this team that you know is going to turn on each other, but you start to love them. This is the scene I think it happens. This is sort of a bromance moment. It really is. Although I did, I will tell you, I did have a moment where I thought, huh, I wonder if Loki could fall in love with himself. Yes. Him, with herself. And I mean, what that would say about the psyche of Loki, not not only, not only, you know, you fall in love with yourself, but, but, if you if you want to head shrink him, a lot of this comes out of so much self hatred. So if yeah. he does fall in love with himself, then that is a big win because it's actual self acceptance. All right. Wow. I just but get off the couch now. Do you think? <laughs> well, oh, jump back indeed. on that couch for one second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tell me about your mother. <laughs> well, speaking of the mother, but we have a we talked about that, that earlier. We got another one on that. <laughs> Um, I think that could Loki actually love someone that wasn't himself? So I think this would be a quote unquote marriage made in heaven because this he could not respect anybody that he does not find to be as intelligent as he is. True. Anybody. That's True. why he hates most of the Norse gods because they're not as smart as him. It would almost but be also a perfect pairing. He also mm-hmm. thinks he's the superior Loki. Like he went through the whole first episode, first and yeah. second episode being like, this Loki's not as good as me, so because I know every step of the way. So I, I don't know. I can see it, and I can also see him not thinking that that Loki was as as uh, superior as he sees himself to be. Yeah. So like not worthy of. <laughs> well, I mean yeah. that could be what the journey is on this. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Now with the with the tell me about your mother thing, you can see when they're talking about. Um, when, he, when he talks about Frigga dying, you can see him finally start. He didn't come to grips with it when he watched it. I felt like in this moment, you could kind of see it in his eyes when he's talking about it. He was definitely coming to grips with that and what's, what must happen and that he's going to be, well, if he, or if he can fix it, he doesn't know. I thought that what, was it. Is this the one where the, this is, this is a scene where they start talking about love. Yes. They can't define it. Yeah. They talk um, about their parents for a little bit. Yeah, this this is a lot of talking, talking, talking. So there's a lot to unpack. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I enjoyed about this episode is where the first two episodes, when they got into the talkie talkie, they lost me a little bit. And in this one, they did not. Yeah. In, the, in this one, I was along for the ride. Um I think they did they 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 plotted it better. They plotted yeah, it better. It better. Yeah. Do you think it's because it's a little less exposition and a little bit more character building? And the characters yes. are so interesting that we want to dive into the psyches of them? Well, yeah. you know, we, we've said a million times that Loki, anytime Loki is on screen, that's the most interesting person on screen and you want to know what he's doing. So now you have two of them. True. Well, you have you have two of them and you and you're you're also seeing how they're getting used to each other, they're interacting, they're the chemistry between them. Um, that I think honestly was there in the beginning is actually developing as well and becoming stronger regardless of what happens or what the relationship is other than, you know, assuming they are both Logies, then you're, that's the interesting part for me is you're actually watching this back and forth now. Um, and I, so here's a question too. Like there was a comment when they were sitting there talking about family and, and the moms and all, or, and his mom and, talking about magic uh, to the effect of who, you know, who taught you magic or something. And he said, our mother. And I half expected her to, to say, well, not my mom or something. So is that what he was referring to? Like as our mother, him and her, I think and she so. had no objection to that. I think because she's objected every single other time. My thoughts when that, when she's, I mean, saying the love note to uh, you know you know my mother died when i was very young and i only remember her feelings the same feelings that loki's describing she has for frigga uh, i think oh. 
Um, now here's where the timeline thing blows me away and maybe Blyze or somebody can help me figure this out. There is so much more than a single variation between these two. It's not just that it's a girl. They are very different. There's a lot of things on the timeline that should have tweaked out and blown up the timeline years ago. Is this bad uh, script writing? Is this something we well, just don't know? She's a very, yeah, but everything's different. It's not just like a step because yeah. they're supposed to get somebody after they take the one step of difference. Otherwise, the timeline's changing. Oh, I see what you're. I see what you're saying. Yeah. So at there should have been as a baby, she her, should have been taken out because she exactly if she was a true variant. Then that means that yeah, when she was conceived, they should have known immediately that something was wrong, and she would have been unless. Maybe that's why she knew about the whole apocalypse scenario. Mm-hmm. Well, she because did say- oh, go ahead. her world, wherever she was born, wherever she was raised, was always destined to be, be an apocalypse world. So the TVA never, it never blips on their radar. Anything that happens on an apocalypse world doesn't even blip on the TVA's radar. So and maybe that's how her mom died. Maybe she died and then she found some way to jump to a timeline and she just kept hopping timelines. Maybe that's how she grew up and that's why she's so mad. Hmm. That could at work. At the TVA. They've been chasing that, that, her that for makes years sense. at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Because she does say something along the lines of, I, you know, I've been fighting them all my life. I don't mm-hmm. think she actually says that, but something that, that indicates that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe she's just been on the other side of this this whole time. We are going a whole lot deeper psychologically than I thought we'd go on this episode. <laughs> this is actually very really deep cool. today. Or maybe I she's like not it. a Loki. I mean, <laughs> oh yeah, she's not. That's also a thing. She, if she's not a Loki, then she wouldn't be a variant. Yeah, because they have not. And then, yeah, none of that would even apply to her. Then, sorry, she, and, has, she has not once said. Uh, she did say, she did say, "Don't call me Loki because I'm I'm not Loki." She yeah. said some. She said like, "I'm not Loki. I'm Sylvie," or something like that. Yeah. Well, she's but, but she was still, very familiar. I used, but she said, "She said I like used to be a Loki, and I now, changed who I am." Yeah. But yeah, she could be lying. She could be. Uh, she could be the variant of the Enchantress. True. Mm-hmm. And now Courtney likes me again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's see what else we got here. Um, is there going to be a payoff to the postman that she's dating? Yeah, yeah, Stan Lee. You think? <gasps> yeah, Stan Lee was the FedEx driver in oh. Civil War. And we know that Stan Lee can traverse time and space because he was with the Watchers at the end of, I think it was Guardians 2. I don't know how they'll um, do it, but... I mean, I'm, pro- I'm sure it's You're wishful thinking right now, but yes, I think... <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> well, she was dating Stan Lee. <laughs> I, honestly, I do hope that there is some payoff on that, and I hope it's a just an incredible character we're not thinking of. I just feel like that was a lot of time to spend on that. Yeah. You know what though? We thought the same thing in WandaVision when she was like, I've got a an engineer friend that's gonna come oh, help us out. Don't remind me, don't like, remind oh, me. Is it Reed Richards? Is it hey, I'm Fred, still mad? It's just it's okay. one of those things, man. <laughs> every we we clutch onto every word thinking it's gonna be something new, and then sometimes it pans out, sometimes it doesn't. Okay, now I want to hit this real quick. This was the discussion that I think that um, we're going to hit this quickly. Um, I don't care what you're, we're not going political on this. Uh, With the the Loki being gender fluid is the same uh, character that he has been in Norse mythology. He's been, he was also a horse with eight legs and a female horse that gave birth to a wolf. Yeah, Um, I think they did. This is all I'm going to say on it. I think they did a fantastic job of bringing that up without being um, in your face, preachy. And it was just like, this is the way it is. Let's move. Um, And no judgments, no nothing. I think that was the right way. If you want to handle something like this on these shows, that's how you do it. And it's not. Yeah. Otherwise, I would have hated this scene if things are being pushed at you nothing's being pushed it's like okay cool that's that's what it is let's move on i thought that was because a very proper way of doing it yeah it's life it's normal yeah, it's just normal it's just the, the character that he is yeah I, in all cultures if 
have had for thousands of years have had gender fluid and I mean characters is the wrong word for it but gods and yeah and characters this is this is nothing new this is nothing new no and it's all part you know I I love getting deeper into who Loki is yeah just just in general so all of it is is really cool which again that is why there can be a female Loki and it's Loki yeah yeah you don't even like question that like okay okay let's see what else so when Loki's drunk why on God's green earth did he put the variant jacket back on I think he just got comfortable. You know, you get comfortable, your guard gets let down, he's having fun. It's a target on your back. <laughs> Trains are cold. Have you ever been on a train? The air conditioning is bumping, it gets cold. It's all he has. <laughs> it's a space train. I'm sure that it's better than that. It's like a members only it's jacket. In space. Space <laughs> is inherently cold. <laughs> but Maybe he's drinking he that champagne. Figure, he figured it didn't matter because he's on an apocalypse world. That's yeah. true, too. That's true. So what was everybody's thoughts of the Thor homage? When he's drinking, throws the glass down, another. another. And that was like, and it was exactly how they did it with Thor. And I thought that was a nice, it actually shows how close that Thor and Loki really are. Yeah. Andrew doesn't want to it's admit another, it. It's Ever. another thing that kind of pushes this Loki to be the Loki that we have have been going through all these years that Loki's dead, but now this Loki is growing into and is showing us that he's not so different from our original. Loki. Yeah. Okay. Now we've got to do this quick because we're starting to run out of time already. I'm so sorry. Wow. We are going way deep. Okay. The, the love conversation. Whose do you agree with more? Do you like Sylvie's or do you like Loki's? No, come on. You know what they're going to say. I know what they're going to say. I know what I say. Mine's Yeah. <laughs> You know, okay. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Oh, <laughs> just hit the button. <laughs> I mean, okay. So yeah, Loki's to a certain point, and then it kind of just went off the Dagger rails, point, and I'm like, well, that's dysfunctional. <laughs> I don't think that's love, but okay. It's a little so murdery. I don't. Well, little little jabby, yeah. Um, so I don't agree with either one. Um, Fair enough. But I really liked, you know, Loki's sincerity when he was trying so hard to be like, love is a dagger. And and just, <laughs> but then it reminded yeah. me of high school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of our poetry that we wrote, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, he had me to a certain point. I still love him, but we're going to have to talk about his views on love in the future. Well, let's be honest. Does Loki know what love is? I don't, I mean, Frigga, but that's about it. Yeah, the love you have for your mom is is one thing, though. And I don't think he has any concept of of actual selfless love. I don't think either one of them do. No, which is why they're. She clearly doesn't. What no, love is neither. Neither one is. You know, it, it, they're, I, rather than neither one, both of them are a reflection of what their, ex, of their experiences. Yeah, mm-hmm. but they're both, if you boil it down, it's pretty similar. Love is hate. Yeah. Kind of. Although, although definitely if Loki were, were telling it to me the way he was in that scene, I'd be like, sure, whatever. I, I agree, sure. Because <laughs> it was... It was beautifully done. It was yeah. beautifully done. And super quick, can we talk about the song he was singing? Yeah, because oh, we just glazed was. over the most amazing yes. part of this episode. So good. My and heart. With the, the singing. Yes. This, 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 is, this, is, this is drunk dub at a bar. That, that. <laughs> no, I, don't think, I don't think you Only understand. Without the talent. Only without the talent. A lot of credit. I said without the talent. <laughs> Yeah, okay, because <laughs> when he went into that slow solo and I melted, I, yeah, that Does was the moment. Know what language was? Was that an earthly language? Was that that sounded like um, was that Viking? Nordic? That sounded. Okay. Uh, I can't tell you which which region, but it does. It's Nordic. 
Okay. It sounded like it, but I, I didn't know if anybody actually had any, uh, any confirmation it, on that. So I, I, if any listeners do like comment, cause let us yeah, know. I've, yeah. I'm pretty sure I know, but I don't know. No. So I don't want to say, yeah. um, but it's definitely in the Scandinavian region. Uh, okay. Let's see. Let, let's move on to, um, scene six. We have two scenes left. Now, scene six is the brain breaker, and we'll do that last, that one part last. Um, so I call this one off the train. Um, so when Loki pulls out the the temporal toy, the temp, pad. Mm-hmm. temp pad, thank you. Does anybody on earth actually believe it's broken? I didn't. I was like, I, I didn't buy I, it for I a second. He still got it in his pocket somewhere. I think he was trying to find out how far this gal would go. Um, you know, it's cause he's always about manipulation. And so he's mm-hmm. gathering him, you know, he told her a lot about himself. You think he's just going to hand that over without Mm-mm. trying to find, find out something about her. And this is the perfect way to find out is to take that off the table. Yeah. Flies. Yeah. Oh. I, no, I was going to say everything he does. I honestly didn't think about that until you just said it, but yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's not. Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is because I'm expecting um, uh, Mobius to come in and, and save them at the last minute in the next episode. I, I think that's how it's going to play out. So, And if it does play out that way, then that thing being broken doesn't really matter. Unless he uses it later on, like in the show, episode five or six, he needs to get out of something and he, or needs to get both of them out of something and he whips it out and used it yeah well she somehow finds out later that it it wasn't broken the whole time and she would and so he was basically manipulating manipulating right when she she starts to trust him yeah be like that breaking point yeah maybe um just a theory what's the possibility i mean she explained that how you know that she has to go deeper in in the, the smarter the mind, and we're not going to hit that one part. But the the smarter the mind, or more intelligent the mind, the harder she has to be. So she has to be in the fantasy with whoever that they're with. If it's a if it's an intelligent person, or they have a strong mind. What do you think the odds are that this could be her fantasy to Loki? This whole thing. This whole, this whole thing. not the whole thing, but this part right here. Luminous one. Oh, like lamentous one. Lamentous. So, so, like from the moment when she tried to enchant him. Yes. Where were they when mm. that happened? Though weren't they already on lamentous at that point? They had just they, yeah. They, they were, they in, were that in, little... in the mine. Yeah. 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 I would hate it's just it a theory. that. I would hate what it. I, be... I hate that man when they do that. Like, like lost all over again. Yeah. Like, what would be her end game? Because she hasn't really been trying to extract information or anything from him. She said that. What was he said or she said? Well, I've given you all the information on me. Well, I have a tactical advantage. Yeah. It, I say that it's it probably it's isn't. It, it was just a thought. I, yeah, it's definitely possible. I don't know. I don't think so, but yeah, it's. Possible. Yeah, I'm not buying it. I will be mad if they do that. At least right now. Um, no one likes a dream sequence. Oh my god! Like the Buffy. <laughs> Jr's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> like the insane, the insane asylum episode. And every time they do that, it's like it's such a cheap shot, man. Fair enough. I say it, that was just something that struck me. Okay, here this is the big reveal from honestly from the entire episode. Um, so when she you find out that um, all the TVA agents aren't created by King, they are variants that have been brainwashed with no free will. The TVA is slaves. <laughs> so here's, here's oh my gosh. I was trying to think of though. <laughs> the Are they, is the TVA taking them? Or are they true? Is the everything that they're saying about variants true? Variants are people who go off their timeline and they they start in another timeline and they have but instead of clipping them they just recruit them so they should be dead anyway but they're just using that person as a a slave <laughs> to the to the time masters that's where that's what i took from it 
is that they are variants, but they're people who who were already messing with the timeline, so they wiped them and used them for their own thing. And also, it explains why Mobius is so infatuated with, with jet skis because he and was Joseph. plucked off of a jet ski. He was trying to escape from TVA on his jet ski, and they took him right off of it. So that's actually really good. That's really good thought. <laughs> but so, and I was going to pose a question before you said they were wiped. So essentially, like she said, they have no idea that they're variants. So they would just wipe that that whole memory slate clean. So essentially the TVA is like just a recycling agency. <laughs> yeah. Like people recycling. It's pretty heinous. <laughs> the recycling is it agency though? of the quantum realm. Yeah. So what does that say about about the timekeepers themselves? Are the timekeepers actually even good? There? <laughs> I mean, I is it like a Oz behind the curtain thing? Like what? That's like, what I. That's what I think it is. I don't think the. T- I don't think the time. I think Kang is definitely part of it, and I think maybe he is the one who created the TVA. But I don't. I don't think there's three of them. I don't think there's three time masters. I don't think they're they're weaving time together or searching. Like Mobius said, they're like making everything as it's going until they get to the end. And then once they get to the end, everything's done. I think it's just Kang's way of manipulating the timeline to his bidding. Cause that's what Kang does. And collect. Yeah. And that makes more sense to me and collecting all of these people to be like the little worker bees, you know, that, that he's yeah. essentially controlling makes way more sense to me than there's these, you know, three beings at this point. Especially with with this with this knowledge that was just thrown in this episode, it yeah. just I don't know. I think I think there's three, just because I believe that there is, because um, I don't see an end game of what good would it do to make up the other two. Sure. Um, it, I mean, it's just it's just you can make up, you know. Uh, symbols of a of a belief system or something you can make these things up it doesn't mean they're actually there's actually three beings you could just say there were right like you could just yeah but the, I, the one well we know at least one of them does exist how so, do we know at least one of them does exist um we just, don't just based on the king the conqueror theory yeah which okay. i don't think can, king the yeah and uh, by the way, when it showed the flashback, that's the only face they showed was Kang's on the statues. Um, not that it's that important. You can't call that thing Kang. We don't know if it's Kang. <laughs> it's Kang. <laughs> I can call whatever I, I want to. I'm just saying, if I decided I was Michelle the Conqueror and I, you know. You can travel wanted... through time? <laughs> not revealing my secrets to you, Dub. Um, <laughs> but if, if I decided I was going to be, you know, that why wouldn't I want to just make up? I could just say there were three. It doesn't matter if there's one or none or. Yeah. So I guess I mean, that's, that's my thought process, I guess. But there's it not also really. Maybe um, one of our awesome listeners, Shane on YouTube commented and he, his first thought went to the living tribunal. It may be an inter- interpretation mm. of the living tribunal. So. Thanks Shane. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, and see, and that was that was kind of something that I needed to look into too, because I didn't quite understand were they the same, separate? What what did what role did the timekeepers and the tribunal play as far as the the timeline is concerned? Yeah. So pretty interesting. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's go on to our last scene um, in the city. Now, there's a couple things I got to hit on this. The language that we see in there, with this goes back to what Blythe was talking about earlier, is the same language we see on Peter Quill's T-shirt in Guardians Two. This is also the language. This this is supposedly the Krill language. So this is just an outpost. These are people from that are Krill that are living up there. So it's it didn't wipe out a species of people. It wiped out a bunch of settlers, which sucks. But it's it's well, it's which not ties as into the whole Zandarian yeah. Uh, yeah 
theory that Bly's had earlier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That, that, that's where they all, that's why I wanted to wait on that because yeah, the language says, yes, this is them. It's also yeah. the language that's on uh, Rocket's HUD in the first Guardians when he's looking all, he's like bounty hunting through all the people, same language on there. Yeah. Um, so they're widespread just, throughout I, the galaxy. Yeah, I think that we just have a very tight building of um, the cosmic end of the MCU. Like what James Gunn started in Guardians of the Galaxy has been what Marvel is doing with their universe. Because we saw it in Guardians, Guardians 2, uh, Ragnarok, Thor Ragnarok, that whole thing. Like it's got that whole vibe of being... uh, just like colorful and neon lights and all that kind of stuff. Which I'm hoping they're transferring more to that because I love that look. You know, space worlds should be purples and neons, and I'm happy. But that's um, kind of like the quintessential like apocalyptic, you know, mess. It was. It <laughs> was like before uh, another movie. It was like Running Man, or not Run? Yeah, a little bit of Running Man, um, Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I got uh, Total Recall. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of too. Yeah, it's that a that lot of sci fi homage yeah. in these. Um, now, last my last point, you guys can bring up whatever after that. But so when the building almost falls on them, and suddenly it appears that Loki lifts the thing up, Loki looks surprised that it happened. Either Loki's didn't know his magic was that strong, or someone else intervened. There was like a delay, right? In his, in his, there was, yeah. He was almost like on pause, like, wait, did I do that? Or, and most people I, didn't pick that up. That's, yeah, there, there, I, there's that delay. I caught that too. I was a little, I was a little like, huh. I, I, I can't put it into words, but it did, it, they, they did very, if that's what they were intending to convey, they did a good job of it without throwing it in your face. And, and did you see what else was missing when he, when that happened? The green. There was no green magic. There was no green. It just stopped. It just stopped. That sounds more like TVA energy. So maybe that this is Mobius. It's like Mobius. Maybe this is something. I don't know. But yeah, I, th- I think that's an interesting thing that people aren't looking at. So all, all the YouTubers that said this is a filler episode, shut up. There was a lot in this. <laughs> there was a lot. And can we talk real quick about that roll, last moment when you're looking roll at a uh, real quick? Okay. When when you're looking at the arc, because I'm thinking the arc made it off, you know, made it off world and got destroyed on its way. And that sucker gets split in half on My the freaking moon. launch pad. What a great moment. What a great <sighs> moment. That was I mean, an empire. Was, that was an empire moment. Yep. Perfect ending. <laughs> yep. It was perfect. Perfect. And it and it was the moment that I was like, you can't end the episode. <laughs> end the episode. What are you? You can't do that. I remember sitting there like, wait, <laughs> did that just happen? And then it's now roll credits. So and I don't continue. know if you guys, you guys been hanging around watching the credits. Yeah, they change a couple of things every episode, and this episode had pictures. This is why I think it might have been Mobius doing it. What made me think of that it wasn't Loki that lifted it, because this time there was pictures. It's like it was a follow cam of Loki and Sylvia or Silva, and they're they're being followed pictures, so they're still being watched. Like from a vantage point. From a vantage point, yes. Oh. Okay. Oh. I mean, that would explain the overly dramatic pause and sort of confusion. Because it was a throwaway scene. Yeah. And that was like, but it felt important. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I will feel stupid if (laughs) it had nothing to do with anything, but it just seemed a little too obvious for me. But I like the Mobius idea. That, that again, that's just my guess. Okay, is there anything else we're hitting? Uh, start with you, Blyze. No, I think we got it covered. Michelle? So tell me. Nope. Okay, <laughs> so let's 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 end this how we always end it. What what what'd you grade it? Uh, let's start with Michelle. What do you what do you grade this one? Because 
because it brought me uh, closer to understanding this character and falling in love with him and all of the things. And like you said, it's not a filler episode. There was a lot in here that even someone like me who doesn't understand a lot of the things like can get something out of. So I'm going to say A minus. Very good. That's my grade. So tell me. I'm on board with Michelle on that. I'm, I'm sort of a, a solid B plus A minus. Um, it moves a lot better than the first two episodes did for me. I thought there was a lot that was going on. Um, and what I loved is how it made me feel because nothing was in your face. Everything was just kind of like, huh, what, okay, what just happened? So you're, you're constantly going, there's something going on. And yeah, I enjoyed yeah. that it kept me off balance. Very good. Blyce? It's A all the way, man. Marvel's going to have to do something really dumb in order for me to not be on board with any of the stuff that they put out. So uh, A, A plus. I'm super stoked for next week's episode, and I cannot wait for it to come. I wish it was Wednesday today. (laughs) I'm going with the the B plus. Um, Yeah, I think that... It, it was just, a, it was an exciting episode without being in your face. It didn't, they gave you all this cool information without it feeling like a desperate Hail Mary throw. Like usually in these series, this is about the time they start doing some Hail Mary passes. Cause like, uh, we got to get all this information out. And it gave you a lot and it didn't feel like we're cramming it in. And yeah, I it wasn't just like a, a dump. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely appreciate it. So B plus, um, so check us out on the YouTube, like us and share us and uh, the Facebook and the Twitter <laughs> and the Instagram. Go to the website, www.iheartgeekshow.com. Use the com. We paid extra for it. Uh, buy a shirt because they're cool. Um, yeah. Go, uh, be a Patreon subscriber. We got more more Mar- Marvel movies coming out every week. And until next time, I'm Dub. I'm here with Michelle. I'm here with Blize. I'm here with Satomi. Keep on geeking on, kids. You have been listening to the latest episode of the iHeart Geek Show. Make sure you visit our website at www.iheartgeekshow.com. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you check us out on YouTube, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And keep on geeking on to all of you geek rock stars.